No ketchup. No ketchup. What's good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me, as always. Lakers, give it their all. Run out of gas. Go down 2-0 to the Nugs last night. They're going back to L.A. tomorrow. We're going to break down that game, what we like from that series. Jamal Murray absolutely puts on a clinic. Everyone was tired, it looked like, in that fourth quarter, except Jamal Murray. We'll talk about that, of course, tonight. Game 2. Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. Is it a must win? The classic question, is it a must win? We went through a bunch of trends for for home teams down 0-1 in a series in this spot. This seems to be a big bounce back spot for the Boston Celtics. Miami has won every uh, game one of the playoffs this year and then has continued to drop game two. Will that continue? We'll break it all down. We're talking Missoula. We're talking Jimmy Butler. We're talking Tatum. We're talking LeBron. We're talking Jokic. We're talking AD. We'll get all to it. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get to it. Big Nick the Quick. What's good? How we feeling? Happy Friday. Hey, man. Thank you, bro. Happy Friday to you, too, man. You already know. Looking forward to the game tonight. Always, of course. Where you want to start, man? Because I know where I want to start. I want to talk about... Um, you want to talk? You want to talk about the game last night? Wrap up that, and then and then go into the game tonight. Or you yeah, want to sure. talk about the game tonight first, and then how we see the rest of the series? No, let's wrap up this uh, this Lakers Nuggets game too, real quick. Okay, yeah. Jo- and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it its proper due because I don't I don't hear people on TV giving it its proper due. That was the Jamal Murray game. A lot of yeah. lot, of, lot of talk about the Lakers this and that, but let's let's give uh, let's give Denver their credit. Let's give Jamal Murray's fourth quarter its credit. That was one of the best performances I've seen in a while. Um, and that that was like bubble Jamal again. So we gotta we gotta properly frame that before we talk about what the Lakers did and didn't do, and LeBron being gassed and all the other BS narratives you're hearing out there. That was the Jamal Murray game. That's all I thought about when I came off of that game. But yeah, very similar to Jason Tatum the other night in uh, in Philadelphia, not having anything going. Jamal Murray didn't have anything going. He bounces back and absolutely goes crazy in the sec or in the fourth quarter. I should say there was a couple, you know, what's funny, Nick, the key to that fourth quarter to me, there was a lot of things going on, but they go into that. The, the end of that fourth, the end of that third, first of all, they get the goaltend. So instead of being up five, they're up three. Yeah. Jokic gets the goaltend call. That was very dicey. And and it was a classic spot where the refs didn't call the goaltend immediately. Jokic was up in arms. The crowd went up in arms. They blew the whistle, called a goaltend. Yeah. So that takes a five-point lead down to three. And then that quarter, LeBron to start the game, first nine of 11 shots are at the rim in the paint. His first six shots in a row are in the paint. Yeah. That fourth quarter, after he flops on Jokic, he comes down, shoots a three, brick. Very next possession comes down and shoots another three. They had a spot where they could have got a little bit of separation and wasted some offensive possessions. Now, we know this is typically what happens with LeBron. When he gets tired, he stops going to the rack. Just like every other hooper. 
you really want to know the truth. Yeah, sure. sure. When any hooper gets tired, he's not going to the rack. It's too much energy, regardless of what's going to be successful and not. I think the reason why the Lakers were able to get away with some of this stuff against Memphis and against Golden State was they're a flat-out better overall team than those guys. And they did a really good job of conserving energy. When they lost games, they got blown out because they were flat out shelving LeBron, shelving AD, and getting those guys rest. They exerted a lot of energy trying to steal a game in Denver. LeBron feels like he needs one to win the series. That was evident. After game one, you saw him in the tunnel extremely frustrated because he knew how close they were to stealing that one. Then they come out in game two, play hard grinding away, have a real chance. They're up double digits multiple times in the game. Then they end up going down double digits. Jamal Murray ends up tucking them away in the fourth. Talk to me about the Lakers right now overall. Then we know what, what Murray lead, did. Lead, leading with the Lakers. We leading with to. the Lakers. <laughs> we got to. Talk to me about the Lakers. Not the no, Denver no, no. Nuggets being no, up no. too. Okay. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. I, I hear you. No, I hear you. Yeah, you're no, right. No. I mean, I, I was going to I was gonna round about it, but let's – sure. Let's okay. Let's start with let's start. My fault. Let's start with the Nuggets then, because yeah. they are up 2-0. They played extremely well. Remember, we were talking about Jokic and he doesn't have bad games, Nick. Yeah, this was a bad game for Jokic. Absolutely, and it was a triple double, and he made impactful shots, rotated the rock when necessary, made big rebounds, and that would be considered a bad game for Nikola Jokic. That's that's where we're at, and and, and how good. He's been playing ball. Absolutely. Let me, get, let me get the box up real quick. I'll let you rock. Yeah. Jokic, this is a bad game for Jokic. He was 9 of 21 from the floor, 0 of 3 from 3. He only got to the he only got to the line six times, hit five of them. Still yeah. had 17 boards, 12 dimes, 23 points. Plus yeah. minus was plus seven. Plus seven. Still absolutely impacted the game. Did a great job for them. Um and, and I, really I, quick, I don't give the, and really yeah. quick, that fourth quarter for Jamal Murray. 20, six of seven, six yeah. of seven, four of five from three, seven of eight from the free throw line. Only player on the Nuggets to hit a free throw in that frame. Twenty three points, yeah. one turnover. Lakers had twenty four in the fourth quarter. Jamal Murray had twenty three. So that that kind of tells you what happened there. Yeah, as far as the Nuggets, man, and I'll give the Lakers credit on this. I thought the defensive game plan um, for Jokic was exactly what I had said before we talked about the series. Like try to take him out, right? And I think they threw LeBron at him. They threw Vanderbilt at him. They threw a bunch of different guys at him and really made it uncomfortable for Jokic. And like we said, he's going to impact the game no matter what. I think that's probably, you know, one of his most underrated things is that, hey, if this guy is not scoring, he doesn't have to go out there and get you 40 to be able to impact the game on the glass and impact the game as far as set his teammates up. So obviously a game full of more beautiful assists and him just playing the game the right way, despite everything that the Lakers were throwing at them. So I felt that, you know, you look at the second half and really the third quarter when the Nuggets went on that run, that's when the game kind of flipped over. And I think as we watch these playoffs, and this is one thing the Warriors were notorious for, right? These third quarters matter, right? We're going to talk about Boston and uh, Miami soon and what happened in the third quarter there. You could talk about what happened in the third quarter here with the Nuggets as far as them um, staying alive and then setting up that Jamal Murray fourth quarter expose, if you will, whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought that that was just brilliant basketball. Um, from the Nuggets. Brilliant basketball from a team perspective as far as understanding that Murray was hot. Jokic might not have had it as far as scoring, but getting the rock to Murray and letting him do his thing. 
I thought Michael Porter Jr. also played pretty well, too. I mean, you talk about a guy that needs to hit open shots and absolutely needs to stretch the floor. He did what he had to do when the ball came to him. And then I also got to give credit for back-to-back games from Bruce Brown. This guy's a player. Um, call it whatever you want to. Back-to-back, offense and defense. He had, what do you have, 17 the other night. He had 12 last night. Great defense for them. Um, just excellent kind of at that. That's the thing. Like, he's defense he's first. Really and then good. he's coming in and putting up double digits and points. And it's which like. you don't expect. And, and he's handling the pace and he's pushing the rock. Right. Which which is what the Lakers don't want to do. He's blocking shots. He's stealing shots. He's, he's been awesome. Types of shit. Yeah, he's, he can hoop. He's, he's been incredible. So, yeah, that Nuggets bench, I mean, I think they got a great. Uh, I mean, outside of him, no one really did that well. But I think they're getting great contributions as far as him coming in. And like you said, being able to kind of handle responsibilities on offense while still doing defense, which is his calling card. Um, so overall, I just love what the Nuggets did. I thought, again, the Lakers did play great defense last night, but they couldn't withstand that Murray run. But seeing Murray do that and just seeing Murray be able to bury them in the fourth quarter in a close game um, gives me a ton of confidence if I'm a Denver Nuggets fan. Now, yeah. I was going to say, especially with KCP getting in foul trouble, picking up early. two dumbass dumb dumb ass ass The second, fouls, the second foul Really stupid. Early the second foul was really stupid. The first really one, stupid. okay, that could have went either way. But yeah. it if you just got one early, you, you got to be smarter. It just shows you how deep they are, bro. Mm-hmm. They got real shooting. Bruce Brown's going to come off the bench and impact. <laughs> what do we always say, Big Nick? This guy does impacts things. Winning. Does things. Impacts winning. Does things. He impacts yeah. the game. Yep. Like <laughs> as simple as that, dog. When Bruce Brown comes on the floor, he impacts the game. That's what he does. Jeff Green has been playing really well. Does stuff the that just even stuff like getting back, contesting stuff at the rim. There was a rotation on on Rui Hachimura where I'm like, oh, Rui's gonna dunk this. Jeff rotates over and follows him pretty good, makes sure he doesn't finish the shot. It's shit like that that the Nuggets are doing really well. And it's uh Michael Malone has a chip on his shoulder and it seemed to Get the guys rolling in, in in spots that they need to be. So they're up too well. They took care of business at home for sure. And if you're a head coach and all this talk is like, you know, the other team lost the game as opposed to your team winning it, like obviously you're going to feel a certain type of way. But if you look at this game, the Denver Nuggets won this game. I'm not going to sit here and tell you 15 different things that the Lakers did wrong and what they need to do better. I'm not going to blame it on LeBron being fatigued and different things like that. The Denver Nuggets absolutely won this game. Right, the Denver Nuggets stayed true to what they wanted to do, and in the end, Jamal Murray did what he had to and put them away. Like it's not a Lakers collapse, it's not a Lakers meltdown, it's not a do the Lakers have enough. It's that Denver Nuggets have shown us in these playoffs, right, through three series now that this is the best team in the NBA. And hey, and and Reggie Jackson ain't even came in. Yeah, exactly. No Reggie. I forgot Reggie was even. Shout out Reggie, man. Reggie can. Reggie deserves some buckets for the Clippers the last few years too. Reggie Um, can get you some buckets, man. So yeah, I mean, as far as going forward on this series, I had it in six. Um, I don't know. I think (laughs) we got to see what happens at uh, crypto at crypto on uh, on Saturday tomorrow. I think this is such a classic spot. This is such a classic spot to me where Nuggets took care of business, got the W, but did look vulnerable in some spots. Sure. The Lakers are going to go home and win both games. You think it's gonna so? Be two, yeah, it's going to be 2-2. Okay. Two, two. I hope so because I got a big bet on Nuggets in six. So, Yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think that's the, the script on this series, and I think it's 
Coming in, we were lo- really looking forward to this series for the Jokic matchup, for the Anthony Davis matchup, and it's it's lived up to the billing. But like we said before, this was one of the worst games you'll see from Nikola Jokic, and it's a 17-rebound triple-double in a W. So are you worried about the LeBron being gassed thing? Like, I, I look, the miss, well, dunk remember me, Nick, the miss dunk to me is he just mishandled the ball. I, that wasn't a sign of like his – You're talking about on the dunk? Uh, on the breakaway, the one yeah, on the dunk, the yeah, he just turned he, it over, he just turned yeah. it over, he dropped the ball. Yeah, um, obviously there was some shit where like, yeah, I mean, but he's he's thirty eight years old, he's playing forty minutes a night. Yeah, but I mean, the Nick, this is the smartest basketball player on the planet for sure. Absolutely, the there is no excuse, and he knows it, other than being tired, than him pulling up and settling for twenty seven footers. Yeah, like there's no other explanation for it. He knows that. He's trying to get one to go in and get going. It's just not a smart play. And I, the only thing, after watching the first him start the game, going to the rack, and then get to the second half and the fourth quarter, he's flopping on the floor and then comes out and he's shooting threes. It's just he's tired. And if you go back a couple pods ago, we talked about the Western Conference Finals preview. I said I, I'm going to take the Nuggets in six because – I think I said Nuggets in seven because the – but I took the Nuggets to win. It was minus 160. That they were flat out going to run out of gas. They're playing every other night, and especially when you when you got to have LeBron play every other night, and then you got to yeah. ask AD to that, show that is up. Crazy, yeah. And then you got to ask AD to show up every other night, which is just not. He's just not built like that. And we'll get to the Lakers, and I, I do so, want to talk about. Do you think that, that was an ask for the broadcast partners that they had to do it this way? Because I, I I seem to recall them used to be doing two days, but the Lakers have played every other night. Since the last round, they've, they've yeah. been scheduled on every other night. Type I mean, television-wise, like, it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. There's something every single night. You get a game every single night. Yeah. All the last Monday, you've had a playoff game every single night in these playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you get that. But it is tough. I mean, back in. especially Yeah, especially yeah. With the travel. Yeah, every other night is it, it, tough. But and it is you, what you, it is. You, both yeah. teams are play- – hey, both teams are playing every other night. Yeah, It's not sure. like – you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. we'll see well, how nug- it shakes. The Nuggets weren't last series, were they? I know they got some days off because they took care of business. Yeah. It's a difference, too. Well, talk about when uh, Jokic went to Milan? Yeah, get your rest in between series. You take care of business in five, you get some rest. Yeah, for sure. That's that's kind of how this shit shakes. So, that, and, and and that's also why the Miami Heat are busting everybody's head in game one. Because they, they take care of business on series, unless it's the regular season to play in. <laughs> then they don't take care of business. But when they get to the playoffs, they take care of business and, and they're locked and loaded. They beat the they beat the Bucks in five. They get some rest. They uh they have a grinder against the Knicks, but they get some rest Six. after that. Yeah. And then now game one against Boston, who fucked around against Atlanta and then fucked around again against Philly. The, against Philly. They go to seven, they lose fucked, game one. And then fucked around at home against Miami in game one. Perfect yeah. lead in. Yeah, exactly. So th- that's where we're at right now. But let's talk about the Lakers really quick because the whole – we call – is it Anthony Davis is a superstar, Nick? Yeah, of course. Superstars don't show up game in, every other game. So that That's where that – shit, that, sh- that's, that shit has me feeling some type of way. I can't count on you every game. I'm worried about game in, game out, you potentially not showing up on one side of the floor. You ever worry about Jimmy Butler not showing up? Never. You ever worry about – think about the rest of the superstars in the NBA. 
Do you ever think about them being like, man, I don't know if D-Book's going to show up. I don't know if LeBron is going to show up tonight. Mm-hmm. I hope, hey, you've never in the history of us watching basketball say, man, I hope Dame shows up tonight. Right. It just doesn't happen, right? But, yo, we're we're game in, game out. Like, man, I hope a- if, if, if AD shows up, the Lakers will get the W. If he impacts on the defensive end like he's supposed to, they'll get the W. If he goes at Jokic on the offensive end, he'll, he'll get the W. Why do we keep saying that for him? Yeah. Like th- that's th- that 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 bothers me when, when it comes to like superstar play. There should never be a discussion where it's like, hey man, hopefully AD shows up tonight. What? Right. Yeah. This is supposed to be a top five guy in the NBA, and we're worried about him showing up in the Western Conference Finals or the semis. It's a his, question mark that shouldn't be a question mark. And he does show up on defense. It's really the offensive side of the game where you just don't know what you're going to get from him. I mean, even though we got game in game one, we got, what, 40 points from him? 40, And yeah. that kind of went against everything I had predicted. I said, hey, if AD comes out here and gets 40, that's right, the that, Lakers dub. Oh, yeah. That's what we were talking about. For sure. I'll, yeah, I'll get yeah. back to that, and I, too. And, yeah. I and I was proved wrong on that, but I think a lot of ridiculous things happened in, the, in that game that yeah, that game that way. Crazy. Game yeah. was crazy. So, like, you know, throw that one out the window. I still think if AD can get you 40, you're going to win most ball games. But the problem is he's just not a guy that goes out. It doesn't seem like – and I don't want to do like the whole first take, hot take type thing, but um, he just doesn't seem like a guy who when goes out there every night and says, I'm going to take off someone's head, right? And he has yeah. the skill set. He has the size. He has everything that you want to be able to do that. Like he's not lacking in any department. I get his free, his three-point ball has gone way down, and he should really stop taking threes. Um, I think he got comfortable with that after he the got bubble. some good looks, but yeah, he, yeah, but he got real in the bubble. Remember the bubble? He was hitting them right last series against Denver. He was hitting them, but since then he has not been a great three point shooter, but he can still get it on a whole different type of uh, array of moves that he has in his arsenal. But it just seems like at times he just doesn't have it on that side of the floor. And it seems to happen a lot of the time when they really needed it. Like they really needed AD to come out with 30, 35 points last night put these guys away, put them away before the Jamal Murray uh, flurry even happens, right, and assert dominance. And I think what you ultimately want from a big, what I always want from a big, is I want a big man who's going to assert dominance. And it doesn't mean that AD needs to go on the post and be 98 Shaq. But what I'm saying is give me the ball, right, let me do my thing. Just like we were talking about in that Joel last four minutes of game six. Hey, give me the fucking ball. Stop playing with me. They have nobody that can guard me. I'm the biggest dude on the floor. I'm the strongest dude on the floor. I'm the most skilled person on the floor. Just give me the ball. And you don't really see that from AD. And yeah, I get it. He put up 15 shots. Um, But on nights like last night, man, you just got to be assertive. You got to get it. Um, You got to stay at the line. And again, he had 11 free throws. Not bad. But uh, you're left wanting more from him so often. I don't know if there's a guy that I watch more that I sit and say, I want so much more from this guy. Not Harden, not Embiid, not your other classic guys who don't get it done in the playoffs, but from AD, you literally watch it. You're like, man, there is so much more that I want from this guy that I know he's capable of. So I think that's what he is. Like, he is the guy you watch him and just like, this should be so much better than it is. But at what point, look, man, he's 30 years old almost right now, right? 28, 29. Like, well, that's what this, I mean. This is who he is. No question. That's what I'm saying. So it's like LeBron will defer. LeBron doesn't need to shoot the ball 30 times a game at this point in his life. He's told us that he led the league in assists two years ago. Nick, I think he flat out doesn't have the tank. If he like, especially not in a game to game 
basis. Maybe a game six to clinch a series, he'll empty the tank. Yeah. After coming off that game one, and then you come into game two, AD got to carry this dude. And I'm, hey, Nick, man, you got 53 points from Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell. Sure. That's a on the road. Should be a W every single night of the week when the other two guys that are getting the majority of the time are Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Yep. There's just no excuse. Like, th- th- that's what it is. So they took the L. It's now 2-0 going back to, to Los Angeles. The Lions minus 5.5. I love that for the Lakers. First half minus 3.5. I love that for the Lakers. I like that a lot. I think they come out and take care of business just like, like it shakes. But fuck, Nick. Like, what, like what happens – Rui scores 17 in game one, and then he scores 21 last night on eight of ten. Yeah, and he loses. Like, what if like what if he fucking what if he fucking scores nine points? Well, what, what if he what if he doesn't score at all? He's Rui Hachimura. Well, like, well, yeah, I, I, get, I get he's been awesome in the playoffs, but let's pump the brakes. Like you can't rely on yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't rely on Rui Hachimura for 15 plus. I'll tell you, you this. You should be wasting those efforts. So yeah. Hey, I texted you. If Rui Hachimura gets in the gym. This summer, he can fuck around and come out and be an all-star. I, I sincerely believe that. He got it all, bro. You see, you see me like the Wiggins, the Wiggins type. Uh, I can, yeah, for real. Surgeons put him on the right squad. No, nah, bro, he's on the right squad right now. Bro, right. he is like that. But he's got game. He's got plenty of game. Yeah, big frame. Like he could run, he runs the floor, plays D. Like, yeah, man. I, yeah. I, man, it's a little different I, when folks start paying attention to you, but yeah, that's you, true. That, <laughs> that is little, true. You know what I mean? Like, that's when, true. Lonnie sl- slowed down for Lonnie Walker a little bit. It slows down when guys like, Just hey, Mark, like that's, that's why, why you got to sign those deals. That's why I say Reeves is that dude because the attention's been on him. Like, we know who Reeves is now at this point. He's still out here dropping 22. Yeah, he loves. Um, he's fucking nice. So he's the guy where it's like, okay. <laughs> You know, like, hey, th- this is real with him, and he could be. I said, told you last night, Reeves a max player. It said the Lakers. Yes. <laughs> it said the Lakers hope he signs for four years, fifty million. Listen, listen, bro. That yeah, dude is getting. <laughs> that's not even. Duncan Robinson's making seventeen million out here. If yeah, I'm facts. Austin Reeves, you need, I need. I, we're starting at what? twenty for me to even come. For me to even bro, come into the office, and the I way, might want twenty five on your ass. The way the way y'all got me running the pick and roll out yeah, here is ridiculous. Yeah, nah, bro. Nah, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need, need all that. All that. Me, hold on, let me look at the usage for yeah, Austin. How much Reeves. y'all paying AD? Yeah, I'm gonna need some of that. Austin oh, Reeves. Yeah. Third in usage on the yeah. uh, behind LeBron and AD at twenty one point seven percent. I'm your number three guy. Pay me as such. Yeah. I so need. you know what you do? You pull up contracts of other number threes in the NBA, and you say yes. That's no, it. no doubt. And and based off the fact that y'all haven't been paying me anything for the last two years, he probably makes seven hundred thousand a year. And I'll, and and now let me give you this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Austin Reeves, thirty six minutes on the floor, net rating thirteen point nine. Come on. Offensive rating 115.2. All-star. Hey. <laughs> Anthony Davis net rating minus 7.7 7. Exactly. 7.6. LeBron James net rating a 1.2. Yeah. He the is best, by the best far offensive player. The best one of the overall best offensive players on the floor when he's on yep. the floor they they play extremely well. He so, was 5 for 9 from downtown last night. And he's confident too. That's what I love. Like if he hits a 3 he's oh, yeah, coming he back down and yeah. firing that bitch another time. Yeah, now. he don't care. He yeah. doesn't care. He's very like, comfortable There's right no now. like let the game come to me. He's out there taking the game. So that's I think you know what that's a perfect description for Davis. 
Like some folks let the game come to him. Some people take the game. Anthony Davis does not take the game. It has to come to him. And if it's a night where it's coming to him, it's going to be magical. If he has to take the game, it's not going to happen that way. That is a great way to put it. And yeah, that's actually a great way to put it. If it comes to me and they're going in, I'll have a good game. If they're not, I'll have a bad game. Yep. It's okay. Regular season, Western Conference Finals, what difference does it make? It doesn't matter. Like, that's really that's really how it is. And for a superstar to get superstar talk, we shouldn't be talking like that. Jimmy Butler doesn't let anything come to him. He assumes it's not coming. You understand what I'm telling you? He's taking life. Life, nothing. Hey, we were joking around. I said it. (laughs) Hey, man, Jimmy Butler goes and gets this ring with this player. Top five human being ever conceived. Fuck, for sure. What? <laughs> Top five human being ever born. He wins a title with these dudes. If Jimmy Butler wins a title, we're, at, we're, we're reframing everything we know about sport. Yeah. And the will everything. to win. All that, all that cliche will to win shit, like it all becomes very, very true. All the things your coaches have been telling you since kindergarten, you got to want it more and all that. Like Jimmy, Jimmy is the embodiment of every single coaching cliche that's ever been out there. First one in, last one out, like whatever it is. <laughs> Jimmy's all, he's all of that. And if it culminates in the championship, he deserves a championship. Boston Celtics do not deserve a championship. We can get yeah, into that's, that. Yeah, well, well, that's a perfect segue. Let's roll right into it. Let's roll right in. We got about 20 minutes here. Let's roll and spend 20 minutes on Boston. Well, really quick. Before, actually, before we move over there, really quick. So you think it's done. Nuggets in, in five or six? Yeah, I think the Nuggets in five or six. They're a better team. Yeah, they're they're a better team. No, no. I, I mean, look, even series. look at game. Yeah, even look at game one and that comeback by the Lakers, and even the Lakers' offensive numbers. I don't think the Lakers. Here's the thing: if the Nuggets can keep the game at their pace, the big the biggest story is really that the Lakers' transition defense is brutal. And every time the Nuggets get out in transition, they're getting a three. Yes. And if the Lakers can't, the Lakers cannot slow the game down. They cannot beat this team because you cannot run in transition with the Nuggets because the Nuggets are very good and the shooters spread out like they're supposed to. And Jokic does his thing and finds and, everybody. And, and Jokic can outlet. That's the other thing too. They don't even you don't even have to get the ball near half court. Jokic can hit the outlet if those guys sprint back and get on the line, which you see a lot of times with the Nuggets. So in transition, we should have spent 10 minutes talking about that. But in yeah. transition, the Lakers' defense is getting ran out of the gym. I'll close it right here. They have to do whatever it takes, the Los Angeles Lakers, to get the Denver in the half court. Yes. Whatever it takes. They cannot let them get out in transition. It's, it's curtains. Yeah. They have to do whatever it takes to get them in the half court. Jason Timps of uh, Hoops Tonight over at The Volume actually made a really good point. He posted a video on Twitter. He said AD has to stop crashing the offensive glass because, first of all, he's not grabbing any boards. He's not grabbing any boards. Him and Vanderbilt were crashing the boards. They were on the floor together. And Jokic is getting the rebound and then pushing the break. So they're crashing the boards, not getting any rebounds, and then giving up an easy shot a good look or a bucket at the other end. So I thought that was a really, you know, there's a lot of coaches who philosophies are, do not go after it. Do never crash the boards. Just right. get back on D and transition. Yeah, like your, no. your chances of getting that board are slim. And if you get back on defense, you can stop what's coming from the other team. It's Especially as as, on deep jumpers. A point. Yeah. You know, what's funny, Nick, we should have a, uh, I, I would, yo, Nick, I would beg to, I would beg to differ that literally half the NBA couldn't play in the playoffs. Not for sure. Jared Vanderbilt's unplayable. And he's a and he's a good ass they, they NBA tried. player. They tried last night. Bro, tried he's unplayable. unplayable. There's so many guys that when it comes down to it, like in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, Sky can't even fucking play. Unplayable. 
Like it's crazy. It, 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 the NBA is really a really a different animal, man. There's literally guys that are killers. Mm-hmm. You can't go both ways. You can't switch. You can't pass. You can't knock down free throws. Go sit down. Yep. We'll we'll find someone thank, that. Thank you for your can, contributions from October yes, to for the April. regular season. Yeah, and I really appreciate yes, you. We'll thank talk you. to you soon. Um, go to the go get some clothes. Get comfortable on the bench. Appreciate you. Straight up. Just have, like have, that. Have a seat, Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, for real. So it's wild. But uh, yeah. all right, let's get out of here uh, and talk about the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat, man. I, I want to, I'm, I'm just going to lay it out like this. I, I, I went on a rant on a, on a text message with my guy, Lucas. Shout out, Luke. And I was just talking about the Miami Heat and like what, what is, what's going on. And these are, this is, this is what I, I, t- I texted him. I said, what these guys are doing is remarkable. Talking about the Miami Heat. They have Cody Zeller, G, playing meaningful minutes and talking shit. (laughs) Cody Zeller is talking to people when he needs to. He was talking to Julius Randle on the ground. He's talking when he – they don't give a fuck about anything, anyone, anybody. Just make the right play. It's it's beautiful. This is is my – these are my messages verbatim. Then they have this stone-cold killer at the head of the snake that does it all, gives them the confidence. He instills confidence in these dudes like something I've never seen. They don't care about the media. They don't care about what anybody's saying. They don't care about shit about outside of the Miami Heat building and what they got going on. No matter what, he has them taking shots. He has Caleb Martin. Feeling like Caleb Martin looks great. Yo, he he has Caleb Martin. Jimmy Butler has Caleb Martin thinking he can knock down anything. Anything. Gabe Vincent can knock down anything. Max Struess, you're the best. Max Struess, you're the best two-way player in the NBA. The shooter. And Max Struess believes that. Yeah. They buried Duncan Robinson, killed his confidence, brought it all the way back. He's playing, he's playing meaningful minutes. Then when Jimmy knows the moment's a little too big for these motherfuckers, it's my turn now. My turn. I'll close the door on everybody else. Y'all just hang in there, play your game, knock down shots, and then when it comes down to it, I got it. Don't worry about it. I, I'm, I'm going to take care of business. Nick, it, it's, it, it's, it's truly it's, incredible it's what, what they have. Yeah, he, has, yeah he, he impacts the game in such a way that's incredible. He doesn't get sped up. They make the right pass, the right play, every single possession, every game. And <clears throat> honestly, I don't know if I've seen Jimmy Butler sweat too much. He's really not he would, like he wouldn't tell you. No, I'm talking as far about as like, phys- I'm, talking I'm about tired. Phys- yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, physically. Yeah. He don't even look like and he, played, and he played 43 minutes. Yeah, he doesn't even look like he's like, for example, <laughs> I don't want to go back to LeBron. LeBron, you look at LeBron, the motherfucker looks exhausted. Yeah. And I, he's older, and I get it. But, like, okay, take a younger guy. Go look at AD. Exhausted. Yeah. You go look at Jimmy. These fucking guys, bro. He's ready. Jimmy, Jimmy, like, Jimmy's working out after the game. Jimmy's probably yeah, on the bike crazy. after the game. He's doing the whole thing. So I got something for you. How are they next. doing this? That's the question, Nick. We're going to keep talking about the heat. I'm going to give you something, all right? You ready yeah. for this? Yes. 2.8 million. 4 million. 2.2 million. 2.4 million. 2.4 million. 2.6 million. 2.6 million. 2.9 million. You know what those numbers are? That's the salaries of the that's guys. The, getting... That's the yearly salary of Udonis Haslam since he's paid a, played a meaningful minute uh... in the NBA. That is the yearly salary of Haslam since he's played a meaningful minute in the NBA. He has, he, not played a meaningful, he has not played a meaningful minute since 2015. 
and they've paid that man almost $30 million since then, right? Like, you can laugh it off. There is a reason for that. That is valuable to them. And get you bet your ass after he retires after this year, who's sitting at the end of the bench in the Miami Heat polo? Udonis Haslam. So, like, stuff like that matters. There's a reason why guys come in and work hard. There's a reason why they don't abandon their game plan last series, right? We talked about them making the extra pass to get the open shot. There's a reason why they're never scared. There's a reason why they stick to their defensive responsibilities. There's a reason why you don't hear about personal shit in this team or guys have a me thing, right? Jimmy could come out there every game and shoot the ball 40 times if he wanted to and try to go for 40 and pad his own stats if he wanted to. Jimmy Butler is just as happy putting up the ball five times and getting a 10-point win. It does not matter. So when you employ a guy to not play, right, and you pay him 3 to $4 million a year every year, knowing that he will never help you as far as on the basketball court, but he's everything to your culture, right? And then you like you add that to a Jimmy Butler type guy who we know from his time in Chicago, one organization where there's accountability, one organization where you work hard, wanted to kind of no excuses type thing. Then you add in some of these other guys, these spare parts they picked up. Who the fuck is Gabe Vincent? Who is Max Struess? Who is Duncan Robinson? Who is Caleb Martin, right? Bam Adebayo was a high draft pick. I get it. But these other guys, Kevin Love was discarded by a playoff team. The Cavs, who needed shooting, absolutely needed shooting from their big man spot to play next to Jared Allen, said, no, Kevin Love, we'll see you later. Kevin Love comes to the, the Heat and is a new guy. Right. So you you look at all that and you wonder why this team continues to do what they do. Then you put up against a team like Boston, who is the exact opposite of heat culture, like literally the exact opposite. We take possessions off. We take games off. We believe if you roll out the ball, we're going to be better than everybody. We have no idea what we're supposed to be doing mentally. Most of the games we win is because we are just better than everybody. Like and, and that's why game ones happens. And that's why I was so confident putting down good money on the Heat plus 285 in game one. You want to talk about classic spots. You're asking the Boston Celtics to play three good games in a row? That's what I saw. I said, okay, Boston to play three. I didn't even take the points. I took them Not up. even. Five, six. So it, so they played one good quarter in Philly. Yeah, one quick quarter in Philly and then an <laughs> awesome game seven. And then yeah. they followed it up with a new, another game one against Miami that wasn't possible. It just 13 good quarters in a row from this Boston team, not a chance. I wasn't even taking the points. I'll take the money line on that because, to me, Miami was going to come in there and smack them in the mouth for everything we just talked about, everything you just talked about, everything I just talked about. So I'm not surprised at all. There was zero surprise in that because this is who Boston is, and guess what? It's also who Miami is. Are they going to win the series? Probably not. But you were asking about a sweep the other day. I'm like, come on, man. You know these boys ain't getting swept. Yeah, no, they every every series, bro. Every series, (laughs) they're never getting swept. We were talking about. (laughs) Remember, we were talking about Boston and uh, Tatum and those guys. They have Game Seven experience. You want to know why they have Game Seven experience? Because they're always playing fucking fucking seven game series. Yeah, they're They're always playing six and seven game series. That's why they have Miami takes no game for granted. No, they don't. Not 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 except for the regular season. (laughs) Except well, no, except these game twos, bro. Yeah. Because listen to this, because I because we were well, talking about this beat. yesterday. Go no 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 no. These, this this isn't getting beat, bro. Go go. I, I'm I got it for you right here. Go listen to the buckets pod too. After you listen to no catch up. All right, hold on. Um, hold on. I had it right time. Okay, home home teams are eleven and one against the spread in game two this year. That's Boston Celtics over the last three postseasons. Home teams thirty five and seven against the spread in game twos. 
16 and two against the spread when trailing a series one zero. Let's talk about the heat. This is deja vu. Let let people know that the spread tomorrow is nine. Yes, the spread tomorrow is nine. Mine is nine. nine, So keep that in mind. This is deja vu. Heat have won game one of each series. They beat Milwaukee, they beat the Knicks, and they beat the Celtics. They lost game two in Milwaukee. They gave up 138 and lost by 16 to the Bucs. <laughs> you want me to repeat that? Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 get, they, they take care of business, get the W. They, 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 uh, they get absolutely rolled out in game two, go back to Miami. They lost to the Knicks. That was without Jimmy Butler. They almost they, won that game. They almost won that game. I was at that game. They Very almost good won game. that game with no Very Jimmy good. Butler. Yeah. Very good team uh, team effort for game two there. But go back to last year's Eastern Conference Finals against this very same Boston Celtics team. They won game one. They lost game two by 25 points. This is – we want to talk about MOs. Th- this is that spot where they seem to come off the gas, get a little rest, potentially take the game for granted like you just said, and then it's like, okay, buckle up. We're now have, we, we now have home court – in Miami, let's get to it. We'll see if that's how they approach it. I'm going to lay the points with Boston. I think this is a double-digit win for the Celtics tonight. Stay tuned. We'll see. Yeah, I, I want to get over lay, lay the points or nothing. I would say for sure. Yeah, I, I think I think for every reason, just, just yeah, yeah. It's a classic. Yeah, it's the yeah, classic, yeah. It's a, it's the classic I mean, spot. And you just laid out every reason why the absolute desperation that the Celtics are going to come out with that whole thing. Um, is that about team capable of being desperate? I mean, they, listen, bro, they, they they bounce back every time they've been desperate. Yeah. So it, it seems that way. They, now, will they get grinded out? Maybe. But we'll see. We'll see. I want to talk about the Celtics some more. I want to talk about Joe Missoula. I'm not really rocking with his attitude when, as a rookie head coach and a younger guy, knowing the situation that you're coming into, Everyone really liked the last coach. Don't forget that. Don't forget you backed until, into until this. They didn't, hey, yeah. Joe, don't forget you backed into this gig. Let, let's not act like you were out there on the the, the coaching wire and they yeah. went, Stevens went and got you. Yeah, you understand sure. what I'm saying, right? Yep. So this is Missoula a couple weeks ago when he was getting flack about making adjustments, the whole thing. Here's Joe Missoula. This is a quick clip. They, they were, they, this was after a W and, and he was feeling good. You know, we got great looks and we made the right play every single time. Thank you, Joe. You don't want to, nobody wants to ask about all the adjustments we made from game one to game two. Essentially, y'all were, y'all were on my neck about adjustments, but now we get a W. No one wants to ask me about the adjustments I made, right? Clearly taking it personally, like, Hey, I'm reading the newspaper. I see everybody's on my head about not making adjustments. We heard what Marcus Smart and that athletic article said about we basically don't have an offense. We have no plays. He has two plays. We, we just come out and tinker with a couple plays and shoot threes is basically what he said. So he's taking that stuff personally. Then now this is Missoula yesterday when they asked him about the timeout because they got absolutely blitzed in the third quarter, gave up 46 points, the best Arguably the best playoff quarter ever. Miami Heat have ever played <laughs> in franchise history. Yeah. After being up nine points, the Boston Celtics were. They asked Missoula about the timeout and being prepared to play. And he said they let go of the rope. Here's Missoula, but listen to his 
demeanor mm-hmm. and and how he's approaching the podium. Then you in the third quarter, that's what they do. They play harder than their opponent. How are you guys unprepared for that? And we we were prepared. We played harder than them in the first half, and then they outplayed us for one quarter. So we were prepared for it. We had the right mindset heading into the game. But that, 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 no, no, we had the right mindset heading into the game. We played harder than they did, and we were prepared, and we did a third great job. Made all the difference, right? It did, but we were prepared, and then we let go of the rope. And so there's two storylines here. It's one we were ready to play, and we had a great job executing on both ends of the floor in the first half. And it's about the consistency of they're going to continue to play. And so we have to be prepared um, for when we do outplay them, that they're going to respond and we have to respond. And so we were prepared. We just let go of the rope. Wait, wait. We, we, we were prepared, but then he said we have to be prepared. So if you have to be prepared, you weren't prepared. Is this, was, is this like the practice rant, how many times Nick. can you say the word prepared? But he literally goes, we were prepared. Then he goes, so we have to be prepared. So you weren't prepared for the Nick. whole game. You were prepared for 24 minutes of basketball. Nick. When coaches are sure of themselves and what they're doing, they don't respond like that. Go go listen to Spo talk. Go listen to anyone else talk. That's feeling go listen to Darvin Ham right now, even being down 2-0. The the difference between Missoula and, and uh Mike Malone is Mike Malone feels disrespected about his team. He doesn't feel like his team is getting the credit. Missoula uh-huh. clearly feels like he gets no love and no credit. I'm going to give you another example of a, of a coach that responds like that when he's taking heat and he's not sure of himself. You've seen it over and over again. Doc Rivers. Yeah, for sure. They come to Doc and they say, yo, Doc, what the fuck happened? And he's like, "You tell. why don't you tell me what happened? Yeah, you guys write all these stories. Huh? Yeah, like, yeah, Doc's the most defiant coach. In the do field. you understand what I'm saying? But it's, it, it's, it's typically from guys that are in rocky situations where maybe they are second-guessing themselves behind the scenes. And I think when they get up on the podium in those spots, it's tough to, it's tough to hide that because no question Missoula is feeling the pressure. He's reading and seeing everything everyone's saying. And it's bothering him a little bit. And he doesn't seem sure of himself to me. And both of those clips prove that. Yeah, I agree. So I uh, and yeah, and I mean, and I think that he's he's in that spot too, where it's like, like you just said, he knows he knows that he's on the ringer right now. He's not going to lose his job. But as far as the court of public opinion, like he's definitely uh, up there right now, and he's becoming defensive. Like that first clip was like, no one wants to talk about the adjustments I made. Like, yeah, yeah. you're 100 percent right. He's making it about himself. And you can kind like, of oh, y'all were killing me before. And, 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 now we get a win funny. and I make adjustments and y'all when don't you, want to talk about it. When you see a coach handle themselves that way, it kind of makes sense. This is some of the things that happened with the Boston Celtics. The only thing that I'll give them credit on, or not credit, but I won't kill them on, is that these same problems did exist in the finals last year under Udoka, right? We gave Udoka a lot of credit last year for finally bringing the person who was able to look at all the talent that Boston has and kind of establish an actual pecking order. And that was the difference with uh, Boston last year, especially in the second half of the season when they really took off. Remember the first half of the season, they weren't that great. It was kind of the opposite of this year. Yeah. Um, last year, the second half of the season, yeah, the last year, the second half of the season, they were incredible. And it was like Udoka's finally figured it out. They have an identity, a clear pecking order. And then we saw those last three games of the finals. It's kind of when everything crumbled. But with Missoula, it's like, like I just said, this team doesn't deserve, in my opinion, to win a championship. And I know that that's kind of like, hey, you either win it or you don't. Who cares what you deserve? Just in my opinion, I'll feel almost empty if they win because I'm just like, they've bullshit so much 
like so much. You have two legitimate 30 point per game two way all stars. You have E-Man the reigning defensive player of the though. year. And you you brought and you that's but what I'm E-Man saying. You took a finals Brogdon team, too, you right? took a finals team and you bring in Malcolm Brogdon, right? 30 teams would kill to have Malcolm Brogdon on their roster, right? You bring him in. You're getting uh throwback performances from Al Horford. You know what I mean? Al Horford looks like it's 2014, 2015, some of the ways that he's been defending, especially against uh Joel Embiid. And you still find yourself here getting out hustled by a team who has Jimmy Butler, who's a legitimate all-star, and then literally not even another play, maybe Bam on the defensive end, right? And Bam played great in game one. But you don't have anybody who else is either sniffing offensive all-star numbers you know what i mean like you're getting contributions from Struce. we're talking about gabe vincent we're talking about for now three series caleb martin has been that guy right so i mean you're getting outplayed by guys who don't have your pedigree and you keep thinking it's sweet you find yourself in a game seven against miami and maybe tatum doesn't go for 51 and then what you know what i mean so stop bullshitting understand who you are and get this thing fucking done you want to talk about easy, like, get this thing done, man. I, I hate watching this team. I really do. I really do, though. I, I really despise the team overall. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I hate it. I do. This is so my least so, favorite like, team in the NBA. You got me talking shit about Jason Tatum bringing his son to press conferences and having him play on the <laughs> fucking play. I can't stand it. I can't stand anything about the team. Deuce in the I locker room, man. It. Yeah, I can't stand it. I yeah, hate so. the Boston Celtics. I hope Miami beats these boys in five, even though I have a big bet on Boston being up 2-1. Yeah, I, need, I don't care. I'll, my, I'll take, I'll tr- cash in the bread to not see this team anymore. Yeah, I, need, I got Boston in five or six. I, I, need, a, I need a W. I got Boston up 2-1 after up three. That. So, yeah, yeah I, I absolutely need one or my shit's dust. So, I gotta, we got to get going, though. Yeah. So, I think both of those, uh, the games are interesting. Both the series are really interesting for a lot of different reasons. A lot of a lot of storylines to follow. I'm excited to see what happens tonight. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Leave a five-star review on the Apple. Drop a comment and a like on the YouTube video. Send it to the homie to have um, them send it to another homie. No catch us or solve via Chicago. We'll probably be back on Monday, man, for some more conference finals NBA talk. Until next time, we out.